See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right, thinking, how can life be so nice again? Another chance here for New Mexico, and they've got the equalizer. A streaking run from Josh Suggs. You're listening to The Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at The Curse NM on Twitter, The Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, here's David and RJ with The Curse Cast. Hello and thank you for tuning into the Curse Cast. I'm RJ Montano alongside my co-host David Carl, and we have an okay show for you tonight. Mediocre at best. We've had some fantastic guests here on the Curse Cast. We've had Peter Trevisani. Yeah, that was a blast. Troy Lassane, Manny Padilla, yeah, awesome. Santi Moar, the goal scoring leader, Devin and Kristen Sandoval. They were fantastic. And this week we have Lucas Cash. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas. Thanks for the warm welcome, fellas. Glad to be here with you. New Mexico United's <laughs> digital media manager, <laughs> Lucas Cash. Lucas, we are actually very excited for you to be here. Uh, Lucas, if you don't know, is, like I said, the digital media manager. He has created quite the buzz around New Mexico United, even before there was sod on the infield at Isotopes Park. We were excited for this team, and thank you, Lucas, for bringing that excitement to us. Hey, man, I'm just excited to be here with you guys. Uh, I think we have a tremendous amount of history, and, and while I lack maybe some of the player pedigree or the accomplishments of some of your previous guests, I think I uh, more than make up for it with uh, personal history, uh, lots of good times over at Star Brothers, and, and a shared appreciation of, of the, the now-forgotten USL New Mexico. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that. Well, yeah, um, Again, uh, this is uh, we we apologize for bringing Lucas on the show, guys. Um, you know, we we you know, we 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 really have hit it out of the park with our first four episodes. Five, five episodes. No, this is four before this. This is our sixth. This is our sixth. Wow, we're up to six. Our first five episodes, um, and we we just uh, we're gonna have to bleep this, but we shit the bed here. This is Lucas sucks. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, <laughs> no. I, as soon as soon as you guys reached out to me, I said, "What's going on? Is uh, is everyone else busy preparing for Portland, or you know, you're not ready to start repeating guests?" And <laughs> I understand, you know, every every once in a while, you gotta you gotta mail one in, and so this is you guys' mail in, and I will do my best to uh, carry the. 43 to 44 minutes of good content that we're actually able to get out of well, this. Well, we are recording this here on April 1st, so... <laughs> all right, all right. So, so no, we, we in all seriousness, we are thrilled to have Lucas on again, the digital media manager for New Mexico United, and it's been it's been kind of a whirlwind, Lucas, uh, since day one, since uh, USL New Mexico was united, uh, was announced, rather, last year. Um Let's start with a little bit of the, of the branding. I mean, I mean, that's part of what you do is, is branding. Um what were the conversations like? I mean, at the very beginning, USL New Mexico was united. Um, a core group there is trying to come up with a name. Yeah. Um, and you you put it out to the fans, 
But I would imagine United may have been in the back of the heads. It just it just fits well. What went into that conversation? So yeah, from the very beginning, I, I mean, probably from the first conversation I had with Pete, the the idea of New Mexico United was there, and not because United is like sort of this uh, stereotypical soccer word. We weren't trying to emulate anyone in England or anything like that. Sure. But I think it from the beginning spoke to to Pete's mission of what he wanted to do with this team. That it was it was less about sounding soccery and more of a call to action to the state. That when someone came into Isotopes Park, they weren't going to be playing eleven guys and a coach they weren't they weren't necessarily going to be playing a 4-4-2 they were going to be playing the entire land of enchantment united and so we knew we would take some flack for it right it's not it's not the the most um original the most flamboyant name and i think a lot of people who have a lot of love for this state were hoping that it would be something over the top Mm -hmm. but as we saw you know trying to please everyone is a recipe for pleasing no one absolutely and so had we gone with something like enchantment fc or uh my my personal favorite which was oh FC. I think we really, really would have missed the mark on it. I agree. And and Pete, to his credit, stuck with this, right? There was never a time where he ever really wavered or worried about the idea that people were going to say this was just too middle of the road because he never saw it that way. He saw it as this creation. He calls it the dream he never knew he had. And so when when that came together, and now we see it, yeah. right? Now there is tangible proof of New Mexico well, United. That, that kind of leads me into, into the next question. I mean, when you guys came up with United, you know, whether whether it was a, from a fan suggestion or, again, Peter had in the back of his mind from the beginning, did you imagine it would turn into this? I mean, it, it truly it truly has evolved daily, weekly, monthly uh, to become a juggernaut in the state. And I mean, and, and I mean, people have soccer fever. It's 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 encapsulated the entire state. One of the one of the things that's that's squarely within my purview is managing social media, and mm. it has been from day one. And I, I made the joke earlier this week in one of our core team meetings that you know, do you guys remember when I came into this meeting and I was so excited that we had a thousand followers total across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? We just hit a thousand on Twitter. Whoop, whoop. Well done, the curse. Um, but yeah, so I remember being so excited about that and that number and, and seeing the little thermometer grow. And this week, we actually across those big three uh, surpassed 30,000 people Damn. that are doing it. Uh, we have 3,300 members in the New Mexico United Nation. Uh, it was really funny having the conversations with the league about that because they're like, you know, these groups are sometimes hard to launch. It takes a lot of deliberate effort, lots of giveaways, lots of different things like that. We essentially rolled the ball out there. Like 25 of you guys took it and it has now turned into this this force of its own where it's self-regulating mm-hmm. um, that that when, when someone says something untoward, which is very rare in that group, it's it's never me or one of the other admins that has to get in there and take care of it. It's always immediately the group that's getting in there and saying, "Look, that's that's not a part of what we're doing." And to that degree, what is what has been most moving to sort of watch in that movement and it becoming what it is 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 soccer is a sport that's known for having sort of an elitist cheering group. We right? talked about that a lot. Yeah, no, I know that RJ said, you know, that being a new soccer fan, that was something that he was he was nervous about himself. It was like, are you going to use the right words? Are you going to say the right things? I'm a relatively new soccer fan myself, and I've, I've dealt with my fair share of elitists, but to see you guys help these new fans and these these folks that start with just an excitement for something positive, and then and then help them grow into that, that soccer knowledge and that mentality, I mean, those are my favorite conversations to see, where it's like, hey, I'm new to soccer, dot, 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 and I'm just... I'm, I'm just bated breath waiting to see what's going to happen in those comments. And and they really have been overwhelmingly positive. I mean, I've I've watched those uh on social media and it's you see those for the first time and you see somebody say, you know, maybe something that isn't the most learned or the most informed when it comes to soccer and you the first time I saw it in the group, I kind of held my breath. I was like, somebody could be a real jerk here. Yeah. Uh somebody could be like, "Oh, you don't know what the hell you're talking about" and blah 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 blah. And and 
I would say, I mean, we rarely, rarely see that. And it, it's really nice to see across social media and in, in, in real life, in person, you know, uh, I, I, that the, the physical and, and personal representation and embodiment of that is, is at our tailgates. I think, I mean, it's, it's all kinds. Uh, it's, it's newbies to soccer and it's lifers and it's black, white, Hispanic, and it's, doesn't matter what age you are and it doesn't matter your, your sexual orientation or where you're from, what city, anything, uh, everybody's coming together and, and supporting it together. And, and ultimately that's, that's been, that's been the goal from day one for United, I would imagine. Absolutely. And I think RJ can speak to this as well, but it's really the true spirit of the New Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. I never have gone into a house where I wasn't offered food. Right. And so you see that um, John Molina is a great example yeah. of this, right? That you, you guys just met through the soccer team and now it's, it's almost ritual that you guys have to eat together. And I think more than anything else, this team has been a tremendous catalyst in sort of getting rid of all that negative, negative noise around what New Mexico is and more than anything else it's kind of revealing what the true spirit of our state is that it's a it's a spirit of camaraderie it's a spirit of taking care of each other it's a spirit of of growing together and and honestly it's a spirit of toughness we're a gritty gritty group and i think that that you know the 12th man is an oft overused statement in sports but it really is just something spectacular yeah that's awesome yeah so lucas uh really the curse wouldn't really be around if it weren't for you. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, sure. let's, let's, let's go is, to the roots. I want to go all the way back. Uh, when when the team was first announced, USL New Mexico, there was a little checkbox on, on the form if you wanted to sign up for season tickets. Are you interested in being in a supporters group? Right. I clicked that checkbox along with maybe 15 other people. Um, we got an email maybe a couple weeks after that from you saying, hey, you guys all check this checkbox. Uh, here's your names. Bye. And that's that's key. So that's key. So it's it wasn't just like, hey, you guys check this checkbox, uh, you know, and let's get this started up. Yeah, he, let's he, do something together. No, you you sent us on our way. Hey, here's here's you guys wanted this. Do it. We'll see you later. We're not going to intervene. You guys do your thing. What were you expecting? Did you expect what the curse has become? What what was the idea from that checkbox? Well, uh, here's a great opportunity to give a shout out to uh, to some guys who were who were really crucial in the beginning process of this, and that that would be my friends Andrew Bolte and and Jeff Phillips. That as we were starting this this up, I knew them from the soul. I knew what they did with the Sandinistas, and and I knew it was going to be crucial. First and foremost, for us to have an amazing supporters group, you guys are the heartbeat of the stadium, um, and it's it's just something that every good team needs. But I knew that the second part of that was that it could not be something that was manufactured from a league perspective. I mean, a team perspective. Mm-hmm. I apologize that we couldn't we couldn't basically front you guys. We couldn't make you like this sort of auxiliary wing of the team, that and we I, wouldn't want that. No, no one would. No one and, would. And yeah. and in the in the purity of, of a soccer awesome. supporters group, <laughs> there it is. Uh, the six shooters. Sorry, go ahead. So and 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 I told Pete this that the 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 hardest part about taking this job with him was not leaving a secure job beforehand or the crazy hours and everything like that. It was the idea that I wasn't going to get to be a day to day member of the supporters group. Mm-hmm. Supporters culture is something that I personally just think is is one of the best things about this game. There's a lot of good things about it, but when you see these groups coming together and you see them just adopt new traditions. And, and they're ingrained almost instantly. Um, so to circle back to your question, RJ, and not end out in completely left field right here, did I imagine you guys were going to be what you are right now? Not as quickly as you became what you are right now. I knew that, again, with the New Mexican spirit and, and the people that we have in this state, I knew that, that they were never going to accept 
anything less than the best, but I darn sure thought it was going to take a lot longer than it is right now. And that's a testament to you guys, right? Yeah, I sent out the email and I said, connect with your with your friends right here. Let us know if you need to use the building. You're allowed to have beer. Uh, but beyond that, it was like, just let me know what you need. Mm-hmm. And you guys really haven't needed a whole lot. Uh, you've invited us to a lot of amazing events. I think some of those early, early tipping points for this team were those supporter meetups where we had coach, where we had the first players meeting up. And again, that that just, I mean, again, no one's asked for my advice or anything, but there are new teams that are formulating every day in the American soccer scape. So for anyone listening and has kind of been put in this position where you feel a responsibility for for managing a supporters culture, Find good people, find driven people, and 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 support them, and then just stay the hell out of it. Yeah, and I mean we we've felt the support from you guys since day one. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, without without again feeling like you guys are trying to run the supporters group, which again, as we as we previously mentioned, is is hugely important because there are two sides of the coin, and I'm sure it's a fine line to walk. I mean, you guys want a supporters group that that kicks ass, and and, and I feel that we do, but at the same time, it, it has to be organically generated, um, or else nobody's going to really feel connected to it. And I mean, that's been the key for us. If, if I felt like you guys had your, your boot on our neck, we we wouldn't be interested. We wouldn't be into it, and we've never felt that way. Um, and I can tell you from our perspective, we appreciate that. Hey, and, and, and we, again, the reason we don't have to put our boot on our neck is because you guys, again, have taken your responsibility to the state and this team um, and, and you've run with it. You know, we had the issue with the language in the park after the first game, and you guys were some of the first people on the forefront saying, like, look, this is not going to be a part of it. And And to your credit, it wasn't it wasn't a politic sort of approach that you guys took on this. You know, a, l- a lot of people tried to say, well, this is a part of the culture and this is a part of the way it's always been. And you said, no, that is not what it's going to be as a part of for this. And I think unbeknownst to you, that has been incredibly moving to so many people that would have felt marginalized otherwise that they said, you know, I was cool. I was happy about this, this positive thing. But then I hear them saying this slur and I'm like, is this sport really for me? And then to see you guys' message in a public forum Pulling no punches is is all that is is just throwing the doors wide open and saying this is where you belong as well. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Lucas, let's learn a little bit more about you. Um, Why? Because because <laughs> this is what we do. We want that tearjerker story, Lucas. Okay. Give us our ratings. All right. I'm gonna no, do my but, best. Uh, just, uh, you're a New Mexican, right? I, I mean, am. You've, you've just mentioned it, so you grew up in Clovis. Clovis, Clovis, and Clovis. you went to Eastern, right? I'm a Wildcat, and a, yeah, two-time graduate of ENMU Go Greyhounds, uh, one of the finest uh, gyms that may be undiscovered in this state. Uh, me and you are both broadcast guys. You could not have a better broadcast education than down at ENMU. I got to work on full sound stages. I got to work in studios like the ones we're doing right here. So I am forever uh, indebted to the, to Eastern, not only for being affordable and allowing me to stay close to my mom because I'm an insane mama's boy, but <laughs> also remember uh, that I met my wife in a class at Eastern. New Mexico University that my first uh, biological daughter was born uh, while I was a student at Eastern New Mexico University. So I have insanely uh, insane fondness in my heart for, for the Eastern part of the state. Though, if I, if I do have to be honest, Growing up in the East, you you have this sort of misconception that your state is ugly. I was convinced my entire life that, that, <laughs> that my home state was not a beautiful state. And I grew to love it anyway. I said, you know, I like flatness and I like yucca plants and dirt. Cow uh, farts. And cow farts. I grew up a mile from a dairy. And so, yeah, that was a big part of my life. And then I came up to Albuquerque for some school trip or something like that and i went wait a second <laughs> new mexico isn't ugly it's just uh the part of new mexico that i grew up in and and uh the thing about it is the geographic um lacklusterness i guess uh is more than made up for by just amazing people who uh who again i'm not i'm not here without the sort of 
community raising I got in the east part of the state. We're looking to expand to the east part of the state for our watch parties as well. So I got you. <clears throat> yeah, hook us up. Hook yeah. us Clovis, up. Hobbs, yeah, we're looking at you guys. Yeah. Uh, you guys, if you are... Well, if I'm, I'm, being from Clovis, uh, we despise Hobbs. And yeah, so that's a fun one, rivalry one or, too. One I, don't interesting Hobbs. Rivalry. I love you, Hobbs. Hobbs, you're great. <laughs> so if anybody in Clovis, Hobbs, wherever you might be, if you guys are interested in having watch parties in your area, we are expanding all over the state. Uh, we're going to announce another spot here yeah, at the we'll end mention, of the mention, end of the uh, end of the episode here. We'll tell you where we're expanding. We've got our next one. Uh, we're going to announce here just a few, a little bit. Um, but go ahead, RJ. So uh, we actually put a, like we do with every guest, we put it out on social media. Hey, who, here's who we have this week. And we got a, we got some great questions for you too uh, the vast majority of them coming from my Josh creative Lee. director yeah. yeah well there's there's <laughs> this one i love the most it's it's one of the best questions i've seen uh susie montano writes y'all are killing it with the marketing and you have been from the start uh what were your marketing goals going into this first season followers tickets uh season tickets and have you reached or surpassed them yet uh so first of all let me give a shout out to Susie. yeah not, not just because i'm sitting here talking to her awesome husband but because Susie is a legend in and of her she own right, dude. When she live tweeted that game from Washington, D.C., that's one of the funniest things I've ever read. And and I, I was convinced, like, I'm never going to be able to live tweet a game as well as Susie did. If I did not know Susie personally, I would say, even without knowing her, she's one of the best at Twitter I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, she knows social media. She knows how to... God, she it, she's just fun to follow. And again, that's completely irrespective of the fact that I know her and know she's awesome. Beyond that, God, she kills it on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. So so back to answering the question, uh, and once again, reiter- reiterating what a legend you are yourself, Susie. Um, but to be quite honest with you, we, we set goals, we set numbers. Um, that is for people much smarter than me in the organization to kind of dictate what we did on those. And without getting into too many of the specifics, we have absolutely shattered everything that we wanted to do, whether that was the jersey sales, whether that was attendance in the park, uh, whether that was following on different things like that. Again, we could not predict the level that this was going to go to and we have a great team i mean you guys have met the team that i get to work with on a day-to-day basis liz our director of marketing and communications is just one of the best at everything she does uh josh lane was actually my advisee at the university so i hope that didn't spoil one of his questions Um, uh you know it did i think he was trying to set that up (laughs) but but i i directly recruited him to the organization we've just brought on three more amazing people that are doing this thing and it's it's really this teamwork makes the dream work situation but as good as we are and i don't mean to be arrogant when i say that i just think that's a fact actual statement as good as we are we would be nothing without the fans that we have of this team i could put out all the amazing videos all the amazing pictures that that you could imagine and if it wasn't for a fan base that's just dying for this team that truly does bleed black and yellow i i don't think we would have achieved half of what we've done to this point well another uh Twitter question here from Jake G at Chingon Records. Uh, the Meow Wolf kit launch video was so damn perfect that it may have ruined kit launch campaigns for every other team and all leagues going forward to the end of time. Does this make you happy or does this make you sad? It makes me insanely happy. And it's it's only because of the work that went into this. Again, uh, when you guys have met Peter, you've talked with him on the podcast. You've had you've had a lot of things with him. And so one of the early things he he said to us as an internal core team is like, what if we did this Meow Wolf thing? And there was there was really honest discussion about it of like, what if we did do this? Like, are we gonna become Meow Wolf soccer team? And then we kind of thought about it a little more and we're like, is that necessarily problematic? And <laughs> so then we uh we we set up these this really elaborate photo shoot that thank goodness I, I 
did not attend. This was something where they shot it from 11 at night until 4 in the morning when they could get into the House of Eternal Return. Is that the one where jo- Justin Schmidt was playing the piano? Yeah, th- that, well, that was a photo shoot that happened before that, but it was it was all around that same time period. And just, just how good Vince and the Meow Wolf folks have been to us, again, um, I don't know how I would ever handle that degree of fame, mm. right? Like when, when USA Today is saying you're the best, the fourth best experience in the world and when everyone's talking about you and you're your center article in Rolling Stone magazine and then to just be so gracious and so humble and to look at, at other things that are starting up in your state and to say, I want to be a part of that and I want to support you and, and, I'm, and we're behind you. And yes, you can shoot in our amazing, beautiful art exhibit and set off fog machines and <laughs> have people running around kicking soccer balls in this this room but it was it was amazing and 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 the one thing i'll say to, to wrap up my answer to that question is peter talks a lot about these tipping points in the organization right where we're kind of observing internally what's happening externally and really getting a good signal from the market and let me tell you when that video shot off the way it shot off not only was i so proud for the people who worked on it again worked incredibly hard on it but I was so proud for the for the genesis and the growth of this team. When you mm-hmm. see it embryonically move from something where you don't even have a name to where instantly in comments people are saying this is the best kit in American soccer. This is the best partnership you could ever do. That was a, a huge point where we knew like, okay. Well, I remember uh, shortly after the season started, <clears throat> a couple uh, fans of other teams, because we're getting all these goals from outside the box. We're calling our, our goals art collective goals. Art collective goals. goals. I remember yeah. that. And yep. they, they said that as an insult, I think. And I was like, okay. No, that was great. Cool. That's a yeah. work, we're, our, our goals are a work of art. Sure. Bring that on. <laughs> you're going to see a lot more art collective goals by the end of the year. Bring well, that on. Well, and when the, when the, I love the meme accounts. I don't know if you guys follow USL, USL memes and, and USL Western, Western memes. They're both great. I think they're both spectacular. When the, when the worst thing that USL memes can levy at you is that you guys were, were like doing LSD when you, when you took your kit sponsor it was like yeah i mean okay if you don't understand meow wolf it would very much look like that from the outside but i also love what a what a sort of educational opportunity it was for the world at large that you know and again, I think that goes back to Peter's ability to just think through these things strategically. If we're going to talk about uniting art and sport, mm-hmm. let's do it in the biggest, most grandiose, mess, most bombastic way possible. And so you get Meow Wolf, and all of a sudden you have all these soccer purists that are like, what's a Meow Wolf? Mm-hmm. And you have all these art people going like, oh my gosh, my favorite thing ever in the world is now associated with this soccer team. You bring together two really excellent groups of people that should have been together all along. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting. This is what a, a partnership should be in my mind in that as you said the, there were soccer fans who were getting their introduction to Meow Wolf there were artists art fans uh, art collective individuals uh, who were getting their first introduction to soccer but there were also individuals who may not have been fans of either who got an introduction to both because that collective was so dynamic uh, that 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 combination that that it's just something that no one had ever seen before. The only soccer team to ever pair with an art collective. And yeah, that seems incredibly specific and weird to say, but it's true. And it, it generated buzz to the point where I, I knew people who were neither soccer fans nor fans of Meow Wolf and they got their introduction to both, which is pretty damn sweet. It, it, it's incredible. And, and, you know, I'd be remiss personally if I didn't give a shout out to Crane Shares, who, who also is our away jersey sponsor Absolutely. for those who don't know. Uh, Crane Shares made this whole thing possible, right? Crane, Crane Shares stepped up in the beginning and said, look, we love what you guys are doing. We love the idea of the exposure in the markets and on the on the, on the the TV. Um, but we don't necessarily think there's a big audience for us in New Mexico. And that was a very honest and very generous thing of them to say, because they easily could have said, no, 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 we, we get all of it. We were the first ones here. But they said, no, what we, what we really feel is important for our brand and what's good for you as a team, let us have the away jersey. And then again, 
speaking to the to the character of our owner and and our leadership team we didn't we didn't necessarily try and double our front of jersey sponsorship at that point we said we have a really unique opportunity now to do something amazing and turns out that that gamble has has paid off really well number one in the league in merch sales yeah and number two in attendance and all that kind of stuff yeah, um great 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 if you want to get into a couple more questions we can do that i think at some point soon we should probably get into the game recap yes we will do that let's just rapid fire a couple of these yeah. uh ran on twitter uh, at corin aaron two uh where do you find inspiration for your work where do I find inspiration from my work? Uh, I think it's it's a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about. I think uh, I'm a lifelong New Mexican, and so telling the story of, of my people and my state is, is something that's at the undergirding of everything. Um, I think I also happen to work for just an absolutely ridiculously talented head coach, uh, players. Um, so, you know, I, I, I take time every week or mostly every week to get out and, and watch them practice and watch them work. And anytime... Uh, you know, a, a lot of people in their accounting professions or different professions like that don't don't have the privilege that I do. They can't necessarily go get a shot in the arm of adrenaline of going out and watching just this incredible leader of men and these incredibly talented athletes just just work their butts off. And so, yeah, I start to worry about like, oh no, my one post didn't perform where I wanted it to. <laughs> and then I go out there and watch them watch them lay some some hard tackles on each other and just just work like absolute warriors. So, yeah, I mean, I, I from the beginning we've always said everyone that's associated with this organization is a part of the team. And so, uh, Corin, that's that's where the motivation comes from, man. I'm just doing my part. Uh, Craig Buchanan on Twitter. Craig A. Buchanan. Uh, outside of New Mexico United, who are the top three players in the USL? The top three players in the USL outside of New Mexico United. Well, Craig, that's a tough question, my man. Um, just simply because so much of my day is is absorbed with New Mexico United and, and following those stories. I will tell you this, it's recent memory, so there's your, your recency bias. I thought Brian Brown and Seth Kasipel for Reno were both outstanding. Um, Seth is, is an incredibly smart player. Um, I love Sergio Rivas, so I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm, New Mexican. I, I'm sorry that he never gets to eat green chili again, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, there's consequences for your actions, Sergio, so I still love you to death, man. Um you know, I uh, I watch a tremendous amount just because I you know I have this responsibility for the broadcast as well, and so uh, I think a lot of people that that maybe haven't haven't really had the season that a lot of people expected them to, but but are just right there. Johnson from Phoenix comes to mind on that front. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I got three in there unintentionally, so I'll there you just, go. I'll just cut my losses. Perfect. Use Brycon in a sentence. <laughs> So this one just deserves a little bit of backstory. Brycon is one of our amazing corporate partners, and, and we love them to death. Um, but there's just something about that name, Brycon. right, that while I'm sitting there working and I'm writing the PA script for him, it just started that I was sitting there working, and I went, Brycon. And, uh, and every time I write the PA script now, it's just like, Brycon is all about solving problems. <laughs> and they're incredible. Uh, check them out if you're looking for any sort of uh, constructing consultancy. Brycon. Top three man crushes on the team. This one is so tough, and I was I was actually very angry at Josh about writing this one because I literally have twenty six man crushes. Of the you're people gonna down at you're, you're gonna Del offend Sol. a lot of people right now. No, no, twenty twenty six man crushes, and that would be our twenty two players and our four amazing coaches that I'm I'm absolutely crazy about every single one of them. Uh -huh. And so if you make me whittle it down to three, I mean this is and again you're gonna offend twenty three people. Right yeah, now. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's 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 absolutely brutal. So I guess I'll start the conversation with Dev. Um, Dev was the first one. I ever met uh, at the announcement, uh, you know, Peter had come in and he said, we're going to sign Devin Sandoval. 
And I was like, who's Devin Sandoval? And everyone looked at me like I just said the most offensive thing on the face of the earth. How dare you? Right. Yeah. I didn't grow up in Albuquerque. You're from here, man. I'm I'm from the east part of the state, RJ. I didn't really keep up with with Lobo soccer. But, you know, you want to know anything about the Friday Night Lights sitcom? I can tell you anything on that (laughs) front. But, uh, but Dev came in and from the, from the get go, I knew that this guy was a, was just an amazing personality. I mean, yeah, he's got the big cool dreadlocks. He looks like a a warrior. Um, like everything about that. He's the Kyle Drogo of our team. He is the Cal Drogo of our team. And then the cutest thing ever is to see Cal Drogo carrying around the most adorable baby ever, <laughs> which is Liana. And uh, I don't know. I just love watching his Instagram story. And, you know, I, I have that dad bond with him. So so I'll, I'll start with Dev and say he's pretty amazing. Uh, the next one that I would say is may come a little bit out of left field, but it just it comes to going to practices and hanging out with him. And that's Sam Hamilton. Love uh, Sam. If you ever get a, get a chance to, to hang out for a couple minutes with Sam Hamilton, you're just you're you're in for a bunch of laughs um good looking guy so obviously perfect for the man crush sort of thing mm-hmm. uh but just just one of those guys that again he's a wildly different personality than mine he's a little bit more reserved um he's he's a little bit more guarded with his words and so i always thought i was annoying him and then later on down the road i i found out that he he really enjoyed my company himself um and then i'll give give the final one just because i have to do three and all the rest of you 23 just know that i i love you so much and if you want five minutes of me to tell you how much I love you, I will give that to every single one of you. <laughs> but the one that I'll formally wrap up with here on the podcast is David Estrada. And David is is one of these people. I get to research all these guys before we get to announce them. And, and I just read this incredible the story. The work he's done, too, in the community. That's what Sorry, I'm saying. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're totally fine. And, and, and all you were doing was leading me into what I was going to say. When you when you win a Humanitarian of the Year award for your, for your team, that's a pretty big deal. When you win it twice... That's kind of a, a character trait that's amazing. Um, if you follow any of his stuff on social media, he's just he's just so so grounded in intellectuality and and is not afraid to talk about tough issues. And probably one of my favorite David moments was was I walked down and he had a white sweatshirt on and it had pink writing on it and it said "Let boys be feminine." And I was like, "That's pretty incredible, yeah. David." And so the fact that he wears nineteen for Olive and. If you've ever met Grace, uh, who who is his significant other, that it's just he's he's an incredible human being who who is still so humble and understands his roots and is really committed to taking his opportunity and and giving that back and and making someone else's life better. So if I had to pick three, I'd go with those three. But I just I feel wretched now. If you like David Estrada, I love that man. That guy's great. They're great. All right, David. Uh, my my own David. David Carl. That's me. Um, I've also been... a man crush of mine. Oh, stop it. <laughs> You guys can't see it, but I'm blushing right now. <laughs> uh, I, I've put this off long enough. So I've, I've been trying to avoid this, but New Mexico United is coming off the first loss in franchise history. That's okay. Let's get your uh, your thoughts on this. It's a 2-1 loss to Reno 911. Uh, Reno 1868. <laughs> David, what did you see? I'm going to start with you, David Carl. What did you see going on in that match? Yeah, I mean, it was if someone's going to score on New Mexico United against New Mexico United, it's Obviously, I don't want that to happen, but Sergio Rivas getting the goal is pretty cool. I mean, he's he's a local guy. He's a New Mexico guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it was, it was again, I was sad to see him score, but if somebody's going to do so, uh, it would be him. And, and frankly, leading up to his goal, he has scored in the 28th minute. Leading up to his goal, um, New Mexico was struggling in possession. Uh, it was the first time I think I've seen this season uh, where they've been on their heels uh, defensively quite a bit. Um, and, and RJ, you and I were talking about this earlier. I think this was the worst game they've played this season, but I 
this is it's going to sound weird, but I don't think that's the reason they lost, if that makes sense. So it's coincidental. This is the worst game they've played. It's also the first game they've lost, but they didn't lose because it was the worst game they've played. They got away with a lot of things. Uh, a lot of things that they didn't get away with in this game, they've got away with in draws. They even got away with in one of the wins, I think. Um, but defensively, um, I think uh, they were just a little off, off balance, um, and that led to the Rivas goal. Um, we talked a little bit, RJ, as well, uh, about the fact that we noticed watching on the ESPN Plus stream, we weren't we weren't there, we weren't in Reno, uh, but we noticed uh, it appeared, I don't know if the grass was high, I don't know if the grass was just slippery. We had we had several players go down um, on this grass, and several times where passes, simple passes, flat passes, uh, would just die. They would die They're halfway just, there, and that's not something we've seen from this team. I mean, that's one of the things that this team has done really well is crisp passing uh, throughout. Uh, and and again, I don't know. I don't know if you can blame that on the pitch. I, I don't know what the reason for that was, uh, but I, I just from what I saw. Uh, that really played a part um, in kind of moving forward. Does that is that the reason we lost? No, absolutely not. I'm not going to sit here and say that New Mexico United lost because the pitch was different. That's ridiculous. Um, but but it could have certainly played a role. Again, Rivas gets the goal at the 28th minute. Um, a curler there. Um, New Mexico United down one nil, but not for long. Uh, the boy Josh Suggs uh, on the back of my shirt. Uh, gets uh, in my opinion, what is the USL goal of the week? Not winning right now. Go on and vote. If you're listening to this, uh, go vote for Josh Suggs. Uh, we've retweeted it on on the Curse Twitter. Uh, banger uh, brings the ball up the mid from midfield, uh, gets about 20 to 22 yards out, and just launches it on the underside of the crossbar. Uh, completely unsavable. Uh, ties it up one one as we go into the half. Lucas, uh, I'm assuming you were watching as on the stream as well. You did not make the trip to Reno either, correct? I did not make the trip to Reno. I was uh, watching on the stream, and I darn near broke my laptop when Suggs hit that ball because, I, I again, I'm sitting there on the couch. I'm trying to keep up with everything, doing the live tweeting and everything like that. It was it was kind of a down moment for us. You could tell there was a little bit of air out of the team because of the Rivas goal, and then just to watch your captain lead from the front. And again, I'm not criticizing anyone when I say this, but that goal of the week voting, I think a big problem with, with the video video clip that they showed of Suggsy is they just kind of show the goal. Yeah. Which is a great goal in its own right. But when you pair it with the fact that he got it mid pitch and then just went roaring down the field. Through like, four or five defenders. Yeah, just ripping. And then you watch Weehan at the very end of it. Weehan just does a brilliant job pulling that center back over with him just enough. Mm-hmm. And then probably my favorite part of the goal, again, being a dad, is if you go and uh, you see Sage Suggs' celebration. I on didn't it. see that. Yeah, so that's something for you to check out later. But Josh's uh, wife, Gabby, shared that on social media. And I'm convinced Sage Suggs is just a three-year-old Josh Suggs. <laughs> all of all of his intensity, all of his talent. And so, yeah, watching, watching him celebrate his dad's goal was was pretty special. That's pretty cool. So that was a uh, 1-1 at the half. Yep. Uh, New Mexico United coming out of the second half. It looked like they had a little bit more energy, but that didn't last very long. It looked like they kind of parked the bus a little bit. They were they were willing to to play more defense than try to get attacks. Yeah, they sat back. I think they were uncomfortable. Uh, Reno did a lot of what we like to do, which is a high press. Uh, they, I mean, Troy has talked about uh, to us before. You know, this is a team that our. our United uh, like to press high um, and get the get the defense on their heels, and I think that's what Reno was doing to us um, in a lot of those situations. Uh, the midfield wasn't able to establish itself as far forward as it typically would. Much of the play after the first ten minutes of the second half was really in our half, um, and frankly, we looked uncomfortable. Um, I didn't like it, obviously, um, but uh, we get to around the seventy eighth, seventy ninth minute. Um, things kind of even out for the last ten minutes prior to that, and then. 
double crossbar for Reno, and damn, I was holding my breath. At that was that right point. at the seventy fourth minute. Seventy fourth. There you go. Seventy fourth minute. Uh, yeah, double crossbar. That I mean, that was an intense. I think right after that is when it looked like United was ready to settle for the for the draw. Well, I and I I was I was uh, watching uh, with a couple friends there at Rio Bravo, and I said after after that double crossbar, I looked at them and I said, I'll just I'll take the draw now. That's fine. <laughs> I, at that point. Uh, I felt as I felt as though New Mexico was on their heels, and again, I, I said, "Okay, you know what? Let's just sit back. Uh, obviously, press forward if it, if you're going to get additional pressure." But I would be very happy with a point at that point. Um, and and unfortunately, about 15 minutes later, that that went out the window with one hell of a shot from Lacroix. Um, that is n- in no way. Cody Mizell's fault because nobody is saving that. I'm sorry, uh, David De Gea is not saving that. Nobody in the world is saving that curler, uh, a left-footed curler that is upper ninety. It was amazing that Cody even got a hand on it. Yeah, it, it really was. And and another individual that I think deserves a lot of credit in that situation for it. It, it looks bad on him is Rashid Tete. That all of a sudden it's like this goal gets scored on him. Rashid could have told you what flavor of gum that guy was chewing. Like he was, right. he was all up in it. And and again, because we're all neurotic in the front office, we're like, let's sit here and watch this absolutely painful goal to all of us <laughs> as many times as we can. And here's some fun homework for you guys. Watch at the last minute. It takes this really really weird bounce mm-hmm. that allows Lacroix to get laces on it. We were all convinced that wasn't the ball that he wanted to hit. We're convinced he just wanted to kind of try and curl it around the outside. And we're convinced that if he hit the ball he wanted to, Cody is going to stop it but that weird little bounce comes up he ends up hitting it i'm sure lacroix would tell you that's exactly what he meant to do uh but but as you said the fact that cody even got a fingertip on it that speaks to the whole nickname air myself of of just this guy's athleticism and he was dynamite he he had what i feel was a heck of a game yeah and and that's the problem of being a goalkeeper right it may have been noah seligman who told me this metaphor one time that he was just like defenders and goalkeepers are homeland security you you mess up once, yeah, and that's, that's fair. It. That's it, and so th- I mean, like that that two goals, yeah. C- probably no one's angrier about that two goal scoreline than Cody. But you look at at the saves he made throughout that match, and there's 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 no other conclusion you can come to than he was just absolutely dynamite. Got to give credit too to uh, Justin Schmidt who saved a goal about ten Boy, minutes prior. Header. Yeah, that, that was incredible. That was going directly into the goal. Uh, Cody was on on the right side. Uh, ball was going toward the left. Cody was wrong-footed. Uh, there was no way Cody was going to be able to get to that. And Schmitty just covered the line and and blasted it out. I mean, that was that was an easy goal um, if that if if Schmitty wasn't there. So credit to him on that. Um, uh, but again, uh, an 89th minute uh, goal there, which is a real heartbreaker. New Mexico United's first loss of the season. Um, but I want to talk to both of you guys about after that game was over. Again, I was watching from Rio Bravo. Um, I got nervous um, because we'd never lost before. Um, and, and the support for this team has been fantastic, as we've talked about a lot. Um, but it's easy to have, be supportive when your team is winning. It's easy to be supportive when your team's in first or second place. Um, this was the first real adversity this team has ever faced. And I was nervous. And I went on social media, and I was all those nerves were gone. Because it was amazing to see the support the vast, 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 vast majority of the people on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, um, we're just talking about, you know, proud of this team. You win some, you lose some. We move forward and and we'll be ready for next week. And, and I frankly wasn't sure I was going to see that. And it was amazing to see. 
Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think I think it was incredibly moving. I think it showed a maturity that that really this soccer supporting culture has no business having. Right, that that all we've known is is this mountaintop and, and and draws and you know setting records and doing different things like that. So it's the exact same way as you because I have to answer that from the professional right. perspective of the team and you know thinking how am I going to go about doing this and then something that we didn't necessarily get to see with it being an away game and with the ESPN streams kind of cutting off pretty early. Uh, but but Troy would tell you this that that the thing that stuck out to him is is that final whistle blows and the team comes together. Mm-hmm. They don't walk away from each other. They don't go in different directions. They don't scowl. They don't pout. They come together, arms around each other's shoulders. Who knows what was said in that huddle, but I guarantee it was something inspirational, and I guarantee it was it was the character of this team. And, and again, I, I cannot wait for Friday. I don't know what the result is going to be. That's the beauty of this. But I know that they've put in an incredible week of work leading up to it and that they are going to do everything within their power to make sure that those people who got on social media and said, we're still with you, feel great about that decision. And win, you, laws or, win, lose, or draw. And you can guarantee that we'll be there loud doing our part as well, which is we, we're incredibly excited for. Again, this is despite the loss. This is a battle for first place. I mean, it, it's pretty awesome timing, frankly, uh, to be in second place right now right behind the first place team and then they play them at home. I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah, it is. So uh, I was able to watch the game at, at Boxcar, yeah. our, our new up location in Fe, up in yeah. Santa Fe, and I uh, was impressed. Okay, first of all, uh, right before the end of the match, the USL broadcast put up a graphic showing that New Mexico United is the most penalized and most yellow carded team in the USL. Love that. And <laughs> the place broke out in cheers. That was the <laughs> loudest it got. It was That's louder awesome. than, than getting the goal, I think. Uh, people were proud of that. This is a tough team. We're they scrappy. represent New Mexico perfectly. And and to see the graphic and the announcers talking about how New Mexico United is a very, very penalized team, it was inspiring to see. The loss happens at our location, a boxcar. The Somos Unidos chants were still going off. Real it Bravo was a well. small, a small group, and, uh, and, about you yeah, know right. thirty people. And then to see that video coming out of uh, Star Brothers mm-hmm. with the the crowd outside around the uh, New Mexico United car from from Doral Motorsports. Yeah, uh, to seeing them singing, "We Love You." Yep, it was. I don't know. I felt really great about where we are. Yep, and we're gonna keep building and hopefully get a win this Friday. And if we don't get a win this Friday, we'll hopefully we'll get a win on the next one because we support this team regardless. All right, it's uh, let's take a quick break. We Absolutely. could preview Reno or not Reno. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll preview Portland. Portland on the other side. We'll also have a little game to play with Lucas. So uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Curse Cast. Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. And welcome back into the Curse Cast. I am joined by my co-host, RJ Montano, and 
Lucas Cash, joining us here today, the Digital Media Manager for New Mexico United. Lucas, thank you again for joining us. Hey, happy to do it. And time now for our preview of this Friday's match against Portland Timbers 2. RJ, this Friday we're playing Portland Timbers 2. All right, let's get to the game, David. All right, game all right. Time. So uh, our, our game uh, that we're going to be playing, Lucas, have you ever heard of the game Taboo? Uh, I have. All right, so the way Taboo works, uh, you have a card, um, and at the top of that card there will be a word. Um, RJ has those cards. Um, there are On those cards there's also five words that you cannot say. And so, for example, um, you know, you've got, let's say we were doing uh, Phoenix Rising was the word. Our friends over at Phoenix Rising. Uh, you can't say, obviously, Phoenix. You can't say Rising as any of the clues. Um, but you also, maybe one of the five words would be Arizona, you know. So you couldn't say the soccer team from Arizona, something like that. Now, if there is, for example, an abbreviation, so uh, USL, for example, if they were one of the clues, you can't say United, you can't say soccer, you can't say league. My that, goodness. Does that make sense? This is this is devastatingly complicated. Yes, uh, incredibly so. <laughs> um, but uh, as uh, we started last week, Lucas, if you win $50 donated from the curse to the charity of your choice, what is that charity? Uh, we will be donating to the New Mexico Autism Society. April is Autism Awareness Month, and it's a, it's a cause close to my heart. That is fantastic. If you lose, we're going to donate to my charity, who I love very much, and that is Casa Q which is a, a charity that provides safe living options for LGBTQ youth uh, who are at risk of homelessness. So uh, one way or the other, go into a great cause. RJ, you feel like you're pretty comfortable with the rules here? I'm very comfortable with the rules. I don't think I could lose this week. All right. So if someone loses, it's you, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure. All right, so I'm going to set the timer for two minutes. You have five clues. Lucas, you need to get three of these right within two minutes, and then the donation goes to the Autism Society. You ready to go? I just want to start by saying I'm sorry to RJ. <laughs> RJ, are you ready to go? I think so. All right. Ready, set, go. All right. Uh, back of the net. Goal. Wow. Okay. That was fast. Lou Wallace. The curse. Oh, my gosh. I made these too easy. Bruce Springsteen. The boss. Uh, Peter Trevisani. Oh, my God. Hey. Oh, this one's a good one, David. Uh, uh, let's, let's see. Um... <laughs> one of these is difficult anyway. Yeah, one of these is very difficult. I'm going to skip to the next one. Yeah, you can come back to it. Yeah. Uh, the man. Santi Moar. The man at New Mexico United's front office. Me. Oh, my God. You were supposed to be the hard one. It was supposed to be you. Oh this my is God. the hardest one. I don't know what I, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I don't even know much about this guy is the problem. Oh, you just you can't give away information like that. Sorry. sorry, sorry. I, that was, Keep going. Um, it's a person. <laughs> is person one of the words? On television. Mostly movies. His, that's his job. He's an actor. Yes. And he's in some uh, really interesting action films. Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? He, Sylvester Stallone? He's a goofy looking guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of his movies is about uh, being in outer space on a different planet. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Bing, bing, bing. You got all five. Wow. I made those way too easy, I think. I thought those were difficult. I just thought the, the clues were great. <sighs> Lucas knocked him out. All right. So, mind, mind like a steel trap, like fellas. A, like a steel trap. And thanks to that steel trap, $50 from the curse going to the Autism Society. Lucas, way to go. Uh, no, uh, hats off to you guys. It's it's incredibly fun what you do with these games and, the, and then the fact that you, you put such a good cause at the end of it. Um, there is no real loser.
Except you, David. Except me. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> but Casa Q, I promise, at some point, you will you will get that donation. You are you are my charity. We are going to get that donation for you. All right. Time now for the good, the bad, the ugly. We, as always, we start with the ugly, so we end on a high note. So since we're starting with the ugly, Lucas, why don't you go first? Hey, oh, got him. That's harsh, but fair, RJ. Um, I'm actually going to expand the purview of good, bad, and ugly. Uh, I am a Liverpool fan, and that is ugly. It, that's, that's not the ugly thing. And coming from an Arsenal guy, it's 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 also a. <sighs> I hate myself. You don't need to. Add it's to a, it. it's a glass houses and stone situation. <laughs> but you know, one one of the last things you ever want to do as a Liverpool fan is root for Manchester United. But it was I was kind of forced into it um because you know we're in this this heated battle with city uh-huh. and uh, you know i i should have just stuck with with my guns and with with my ethos and never rooted for manchester united because you know what my rooting got for them nothing two nil loss it changed absolutely nothing yeah i'm convinced jesse lingard sacrificed his own team to ensure that that liverpool's chances of winning the league are it- and as an Arsenal supporter, it was very important for me that they lost today because we lost to Wolves, which, to be fair, as an Arsenal fan, again, I totally expected because we're awful on the road and Wolves is a good team um, and I hate myself and all of those things. Um, <laughs> so we needed United to lose, but uh, nobody, Chelsea, United, Arsenal, nobody wants that fourth spot, it would appear. No, no, you, it's like you're, it's like a game of hot potato that you're passing it amongst yourselves and, and all it's really done is, is, is caused the good team in the English Premier League to be in in peril of not winning the league. So, thanks, United. Woo-hoo. At least you guys aren't a fan of that cock on a ball team. Yeah! Hey. I love We get that reference What's in almost up, every episode. Hey, how's it going, Ortega? All right, uh, you're ugly, RJ. My ugly is the neckbeards over at the USL. Lucas, maybe you want to step out for this, because I'm going don't, to... I don't know. There's, <laughs> he cannot, uh, well, let, me just, let me just preface. Uh, the opinions reflected on the curse cast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Lucas Cash or New Mexico United. Go ahead, RJ. Back to it. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, you neckbeards who are doing the power rankings oh every week. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, they so, reflect, this is my opinion I as well. I mean, what the hell are you watching? Yeah. Honestly, I, I believe it's two acne-filled teenagers who have a 9 p.m. Eastern curfew and don't get to stay up late <laughs> enough to watch West Coast games who are filling out these power rankings every week. We love you, John Arlia. <laughs> But seriously, what are, what, are, what are they watching? Uh, New Mexico United fell eight spots yeah. this week after their first loss. Uh, well, not just their first loss. Their first loss on the road at a good Reno team on an 89th-minute wonder strike when they had the they were one of two undefeated teams left in the Western Conference prior to and that. And that is why I'm convinced they're not watching these matches. Yeah. And, and Phoenix. Why is Phoenix high up there? You're preaching to the choir on this okay, one, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my ugly is you neckbeard. Over at the USL doing the power rankings. Watch a West Coast game. Please, watch the Western Conference. All right, my ugly goes to the Chattanooga Red Wolves. Earth Day was uh, yesterday. I don't know if you know that, RJ. Great holiday where we celebrate celebrate the Earth and and everything it does for us as we also slowly destroy it. Um, So on Earth Day, uh, the Chattanooga Red Wolves announced their new stadium plan. Cool. That's that's great. We all love a new stadium. We hope we get a new stadium soon. But on Earth Day, they uh, they decided to announce that stadium being built on some federally protected wetlands. Not a good look, Chattanooga Red Wolves. Um, literally anywhere else and literally any other day, this yeah. wouldn't have gotten as much attention. Tuesday? Do it on Tuesday. Yeah, just this is this is a bad look. Uh so that's my ugly. That's my ugly. Uh, speaking of ugly, let's throw it back over to Lucas. Uh, <laughs> let's get to your bad buddy. The, the ugly is uh, 
it's the joke's never going to get old. No, guys. I'm going like, to keep doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is years. When you're no longer on the show, you're our guest on the show. We're going to have the good, the bad, and the Lucas. So. I, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. So yeah. we, we're moving on to the bad now. Yeah. So um, this is an opportunity I'm going to take to to really give some some love to one of our other unsung heroes in the front office, and that's that's Caitlin Sobel, who is our partnerships coordinator. Caitlin's great. She's awesome. She works really, really hard to make sure our partners are happy. She she builds those signs. I don't know if you guys know this. She builds those signs herself. She, she the signage on the side of the field. Yes, That's wow. incredible. You, you'd think those get shipped in. Yeah, uh, but no. You basically get two big pieces of wood and a bunch of ill-fitting vinyl, and she has to go in there and, and make it happen. Wow. Which is why my bad is in in two of the home games. Uh, some representative of the other team has decided to take out their frustrations on one of Caitlin's signs. <sighs> and there's there's a lot to be frustrated about, especially when you're playing in Isotopes Park and, and your illustrious group is doing everything you can to get inside their head. Yeah. But goodness gracious, guys, let's find a better, more creative outlet than, <laughs> than one of Caitlin's signs that she worked so hard to build. So let's stop kicking the signs. It's a, it's a PSA, Portland. Welcome to Albuquerque. Please don't kick any of our signs. Yeah, you're going to lose. It's going to be frustrating. The curse is going to be loud and obnoxious. Please don't kick our signs. Yeah, pretty straightforward. RJ, I mean, that's not hard. That's not. That's not asking much, is it? Uh, I, I don't think so. Don't, but I, don't I'm not out there. damage property. Yeah, come on. We should guys. charge them with misdemeanors. That would end it. There's there's some some league sort of stuff in place that that there will be recompense for the signs. But, Wonderful. But Caitlin just has to build them again now. Sorry, Caitlin. You're bad, RJ. My bad this week is RJ Montano. Uh, as it always should be. As it always should be. Yeah. RJ Montano got uh, Lucas Cash to be our guest this week. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad is that the guest sucks too. Hey. Woo! Yeah. Just had to get our last jab in. Yeah, I think that's it. I, or, I, I feel like that's not going to be the last one. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like there's a couple more coming. That's genuinely my bad too, though. So that's funny. Um. Okay. Let's move on to the good. Let's end on a high note. Absolutely. Um. And somehow we're ending on a high note, and Lucas is talking. Um. <laughs> Go ahead, Lucas. You're good. Uh, so uh, you you talked about this earlier, but I, I think it bears repeating, and I think it bears celebration as as much as we can talk about it. Which is the way this fan uh, fan group has has responded to this first loss and this team in general. Um, when you when you look at, at the conversations that are happening, when you when you look at, at how our fans fans interact with each other, interact with the team. Again, it's 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 someone who in the communication field. It, it's my dream. You you could never get a, a better group of individuals to to be a part of what it is that you're trying to build. Um, I still can't watch the car video. Just so you know, I was I was in a bad place <laughs> when that got put out, and sure. it, and, it, and it hit me right in the heartstrings. So yeah, guys, just keep it up. Um, you 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 know, I don't get to interact with every single one of you or, or reply to every one of your comments, but that's not because I don't want to. Um, every single one of you has just brought so much to this club, and it's easy to say to your fan base, you're on the team, but with our group, it's it's just a matter of fact. Love it, RJ. Uh, my good is actually Reno. Reno eighteen sixty eight fourteen ninety two nine one one. This past match was the return of Chris Weehan, who spent some time in Reno, Bees. and I was really interested to see how his reception was going to be, yep. and to see that the uh, the Reno folks uh, gave him a lot of respect. They welcomed him back graciously. Uh, they made a two-pole TIFO for him. Uh, it was re- this is really great to see, and not only because he's a United player, but he's a New Mexican, so it hits even harder for me. I want one of my own to be protected, and if he's not, I'm going to go up there and stab somebody. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, but you know, just to see how how great they they treated Weehan, yeah. treated bees, one of one of our own was was really nice to see. So uh, kudos to you, Reno, even though you 
Well, one of our own beat us too. So, well, shout out to the Battleborn Brigade, uh, the supporters out there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's awfully kind to them, and and shows what kind of people they are. So, tip of the cap to them as well. Um, he actually tipped his cap just. To- I actually, yeah, just so you guys can't see that I actually tipped my cap. He didn't tip his cap. Oh, I'm I'm lying. Okay. Um, my good, uh, my good actually goes. Uh, I know you'll be shocked at this. To New Mexico United. Um, and that is for the creation of the high performance program just announced today. Um, this may be among the most important things New Mexico United has done, in my opinion. Uh, the HPP is is a youth development program uh, for male and female players starting at age twelve, um, and it's essentially the goal is to provide instruction from some great coaches like Zach Prince to young, talented soccer players who see New Mexico United and are inspired by it and think that they can achieve something and know that they can achieve something and they're being given the opportunity to maybe be the player that New Mexico United signs in a few years. They're being given this amazing supplemental instruction. Um, There's a competitive uh, part of it. There's 300 prospects, viewing sessions for for kids, uh, for young youth talent. And what is a, a state uh, soccer program. What is what is a, a state soccer team uh, that calls themselves United if if they don't reach out to the youth of the state? And I think that's hugely important. Um, this is an amazing program. It was just announced today. Um, I'm thrilled about it. Um, good on New Mexico United for for doing something this impactful. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was an honor to to be a part of announcing this. Um, again, being a lifelong New Mexican and, and knowing the struggles that our, our state face when when Zach and and when Amanda Powers, our COO, and when when Coach were were talking to me about doing this program. Again, I'm I'm pretty prone to emotionality as it is anyway. But then they're telling me that we're going to set this up to where these kids don't have to pay a cent. Yes, and you guys know I'm a father of four, and the idea that that it cost ever being a prohibiting factor to someone getting to where they need to be, uh, it was never going to be a part of. The, the fabric of this program. I cannot wait to see where it goes. I, I'm so so proud and emboldened by the response that we've we've already seen as a result of it. Just making the announcement today. Yep. Um. And and again, it's it. This is how you build generational sort of success. So yeah, kudos to the New Mexico United front office, to Peter, to Zach Prince, uh, who's going to be running this. Uh, I again, I think this is hugely important, hugely impactful, and 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 for a club that has done so much already, I think this is one of the most important things that they've done. I want to echo Lucas? It's just great to see the momentum soccer is building here in New Mexico, and the fact that United is pushing that they're they're celebrating that that you know the, the everything that goes around with this uh, it, we've mentioned this tons of times i'm i'm fairly new to soccer and just to see the the uh the community around it is is fantastic especially helping out youth and students uh, and I, I have no idea why but they, they are it's always said that soccer is a very expensive sport mm-hmm. and it, it's it's a field a net and a ball mm-hmm. and for some reason a lot of kids here in new mexico have been priced out of soccer so to see this help them out is is fantastic Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Um, I think that's all we've got as far as the good, the bad, and the ugly. RJ, you want to take us home? Yeah, I do. First of all, thank you, Lucas. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you've been a really great friend to the curse uh, since our inception, since since the beginning. Our so. first friend. You'd be in my top eight on MySpace. Hey, that's just that's amazing lot, to hear. You guys have done an amazing job. Uh, thank you for inviting me on the show. Uh, I'll take the opportunity to say you guys are absolutely killing it at this. Uh, the the caliber of this work that you're doing it's it's echoing across the entire New Mexico United Nation. Um, just just well done. I don't I don't want to cheapen the work that you've guys done with my nonsense. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, so to close out, we um, 
you can always catch us at our viewing parties, and Woo-hoo. we want to shout out oh, yeah. our people today. So, the the OGs, Star Brothers Brewing, your official home of the Curse Viewing Parties, 5700 San Antonio Drive. That's I-25 in San Antonio. Yeah, you got it right. Uh, Way to go. 5700, got that right. Yep. Uh, our second location to join the Curse Viewing Party Network is Rio Bravo Brewing, 1912 2nd Street, I-40 and 2nd. I was there this past week, had a blast. Great people, uh, come on down and, and again, bring your curse card, get 15% off. I showed up to Boxcar, yeah. our third location, uh, Boxcar in Santa Fe, 530 South Guadalupe Street. Had a blast. Uh, they had a band. It was 420, so they had a reggae fest, Yeah, it was really cool. There was reggae fest was at reggae uh, fest. Rio Bravo as well. Uh, but I was able to take both my daughters. We felt comfortable. They put us in this really cool patio area. All the United fans were all stuck in there, and it was absolutely fantastic. So thank you to Boxcar for hosting us and uh, David. We have a fourth location. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah, new announcement. Um, again, when, when we started at, at Star, and then we expanded to Rio Bravo, and then we we talked to a lot of people who said, "Well, not all the New Mexico United fans are in Albuquerque." So we opened up uh, our, our partnership with Boxcar in Santa Fe, and then we got more people saying, "Well, not all the soccer fans are in Albuquerque and Santa Fe." So we are expanding to. Las Cruces. The land of Josh Suggs. The land of Josh Suggs. So yeah, Cruces uh, and our first uh, get-together. We're actually going to have a launch party. Yeah, our official launch party. Uh, That is going to be on May 12th uh, when we will all be down there to watch our New Mexico United kick the ever-loving shit out of El Paso. And we will be there. Pre-game, we'll get you the times as we get that set up, but that will be our kickoff party for all you Las Cruces folks um, and all you El Paso folks who uh, have decided that just a little bit north of the border might be a little bit better. Uh, you're welcome to join us as well. Um, yeah, so that's going to be our kickoff, May 12th, and then from there on out, we will have our watch parties in Cruces as well. Yeah, so if any of you six shooters want to come up and see what a real supporters group looks like... hey. There it is. Come see yep. us. Come 901 East University Avenue in Las Cruces, Bosque Brewing, Las Cruces. We can't wait to kick off that, please. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got a couple different uh, things they're going to be offering. They're going to have dollar off beers for anybody uh, wearing New Mexico United gear, a couple other things. So uh, Dollar off hummus, chips, and salsa. Fries, seven dollar wings, uh, dollar off your growler fills. Yeah, all you have to do is wear your black and yellow. Love it, love it. So yeah, that's going to be our next expansion. We're excited about it. And again, that kickoff party May twelfth. Join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got several, several dozen people coming down there for that match. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks again to ESPN Radio one one seven the team. Your home for Lobo baseball season long right here. ESPN Radio one one seven the team. Uh, They've let us use the studio, so thank you so much for that. Uh, the CurseCast is part of the Beautiful Game Network, home to several MLS Premier League and USL podcasts. Special thanks to the Noms. Woo-hoo! We love our music, guys. And most importantly, David, thanks to our listeners. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we love you guys. It's been, I guess, six episodes now, and, and the reception's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for sending in questions. Thank you for liking, subscribing, all that kind of stuff. Um, this podcast is only as good as the people who who listen to it and, and give us some content to work with. So you guys are the best. Thank you. All right. And that's our show tonight. Yeah, that'll wrap it up. Somos Unidos. We are united. <laughs>